モーニングプロジェクトプレゼンツ Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again to hit play on this latest podcast download in your subscriber feed. 2022 is coming out of the gate swinging with a multitude of AAA and high level indie titles. Yet Molly and I are here today to discuss one monumental title in particular Elden Ring. Developers from software and publisher Bandai Namco have come together to launch Hidetaka Miyazaki's latest work. 42 days after launch, 12 million copies sold and counting across all 8th, 8th, and 9th generation platforms, excluding Switch. This truly open world action RPG has captivated the gaming world. Molly and I sit down today. To have a back and forth discussion on its high level of praise from the masses, our own personal takes on gameplay, combat, overall execution, pushing the open world genre forward, yet simultaneously taking us back to classic unforgiving PC and old school RPG design choices of the 80s and 90s. Super highlight, anyone? We hope you enjoy what's about to unfold in episode 50 of the Generic Video Game Podcast. So, so wait a second. So, I, I've put 140 hours into Lego Star Wars the Skywalker Saga, and now you're telling me you we're here to talk about Elden Ring? <laughs> I didn't play that at all. Oh. I mean, do we want to jump right <clears throat> well, into that, a, or do we want to talk about other things? Hmm? You must be a noob because. There were multiple gaming review outlets which finished up their Elden Ring within five to seven days of getting their、uh, review Me, codes. Yeah. So,、uh, so look, look, look. A- a- as a reviewer, you know, I know the pain that goes into it. I know like, how frustrating it can be with embargoes and getting games with way too short a time and everything.、Um, but this, this was one where. Like, I really was ready to side eye a lot of people because we got code. Well, okay. Now, now, now good old inside baseball here.、Uh, PC code went out earlier. So, anybody. So, Embargo was. What day did Elden Ring come out? Was it a Tuesday or a Friday? It was a. F- I'm leaning towards Friday. We'll find out here. Well, I said 42 days after launch. Seven times seven is 49. If this is a Friday, actually, it might have been to- a Tuesday. I'm trying Let me double check that. Because I'm trying to think, of, I'm trying to remember what.、Um, no, I think it was a Friday because I, I think the way it worked was embargo was the Thursday before. Was it Thursday before or the week before? I don't know. Um, so, anyway, so basically, it, what happened. Not to be rude and cut you off, it was Friday, February 25th. Okay, so, so reviews went up 23rd. So, reviews went up that Wednesday, basically. So, people with console code got the code a week before, basically, on the Wednesday of the previous week. People with PC, they were either that Monday or a couple days before that. So, I so, think it was the Monday of what, yeah, it was. They had several days on top. Yeah, so, of, so,、uh, so anybody who reviewed on PC did have more time. But so console <clears throat> players had about a week. And I, I, know, I know somebody. Okay, well, I, I know somebody who works with somebody who did a review of Elden Ring. And they said they beat it in about like 85 hours. 
which is short to me. Um, which kind of tells me the fact that either they just were godly in their skills and blew through the game, or they skipped a lot of the side content. Which, to be fair, you know, we were all playing it before, before the game had come out anywhere. There was nothing online if you had any questions. There was there was no, oh my god, we found this, that, or whatever that kind of comes up around these games. So, you know, all of us were playing blind. So it was probably very... Yeah, that's easy. a very, not to cut you off, that is a very good point that I haven't thought of because I've been thinking about this from many different angles. <clears throat> but that's a completely different layer you just opened up in that without the back and forth of the online community, which which is a whole other thing in and of itself and how I would personally review this game, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, how how would you... Boy, I, I don't even know how to word this. Okay, bear in mind, when we're saying skipping side missions or side content, you know, one may be envisioning a map with a multitude of different keys, right. emblems, markers, certain stuff laid out, not bold-faced, not highlighted, you know, not tick-boxed. This is stuff we've seen time and time again, or like a Grand Theft Auto. This is not like that. So, like, the fact that one would know how to to get from point A to point B, to cut through the middle, so to speak, to get to the end, that's virtually impossible. Well, so, and the thing to remember is the fact that when I'm saying that we played it kind of blind, we also played it, you know, one of the big mechanics of Souls games is that there's messages in the game that can say, you know... If somebody finds something secret, they can write a message, and then the next people who come after them will have a hint to something, right? So, like, that didn't even exist. And just as an example, there is a side area in the game. I'm not going to spoil what it is or, or the exacts, but to get there, you either need to, A, know, know where to talk to somebody... Um, and they have changed. The, this is something that kind of was crazy to me is they actually did an update to, to the game so that on the map it does show you where all the NPCs are, which is a huge help compared to what we had, you know. Um, because when, when I was playing the main chunk of it for review, you, you never knew where NPCs were, so you didn't know, like, when somebody's next piece of their quest line happened. Like, you didn't know where to find them unless you had a good enough hint from somebody or you happened just to find them randomly when was this npc update was this like within the last six days no it's been a it's been a while now it's been at least how did i miss that i'll have to look at that yeah if, if you go to your map and look on it i mean like it's, it's a small thing but if you go on your map and look at your map um there'll be a little a little a new little icon that if you hover over it it'll tell you which npc that is at that location oh really huh. yeah so to get to this location, to get to this, this this secret place, you have to either know where this certain NPC is, talk to them, have them give you a certain item, know how to use it, use that item, come back to them, answer a question a certain way, get a new item, and then use that item to get to this 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 hidden place. Which there's no way. It's something that's very easy to miss. Or you have to have found um, a teleporter that also would be very easy to miss. So there's a there's the thing is, like, there's a lot, a surprising number 
of chunks of this game that are very easy to miss. So yeah, like you're saying, it's it's not like okay, I know my map, but I've got twenty more towers to go check, right? right? Or I know I've got um you know, 18 more missions that I haven't completed yet. In Elden Ring, you have nothing like that. It's just, yeah, did and you another find thing it or did you like, not find it? Even when you get a chunk of a, of a map, and full disclosure here, I have not completed the game, but I have, I've put a chunk of time into this. You know, you could be in a, a spot or corner of a map, and you're like, oh, there's nothing over here. You can tell where this area may end or leads to water. But, you know, you could turn around, even in a know-nothing spot, and something of importance or of what you wouldn't expect very well could be there. Yeah. 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 So I, so I, when, when I'm saying this person rushed through the game, like I don't want to be there as a negative on, on them because, you know, er, early on in playing, I mean, like there were things that I missed that now are more obvious because there's more people playing. There's information about it out there. There's messages in the game and things like that. But there were things that, like, I totally missed just because I was in the wrong place at the wrong time or whatever it was. So, um, so this person beat the game in 85 hours. And we had a week. But the thing with the fact is, like, if our review is going up Wednesday, we're not writing the review Wednesday. We're, right. at worst, writing it Tuesday getting the review done it goes through copy editing gets put in the back end review gets put together and things like that you know how many days you're coming up with all what's the math yeah so So i'm saying like so we had we had about six days you know and so being generous we're being very generous right that's an average of 14 plus 14.1 hours a day right so so i mean Ask yourself how realistic that is. Like, even if your job is playing video games, right? Yeah. I'm someone who gets up on, at 4.30 in the morning on average for my job. That means I would have to play as soon as I get up 4.30 until... So 4.30 to 4.30 is 12 right there. 4.30 a.m. till almost 7 p.m. Right. With no, no bathroom breaks... No showers, no eating, nothing like that. There's uh, something's kind of fishy, and I'm not trying to point anyone out or get anyone in trouble. I don't, I, I don't care. But the point I guess I'm trying to get across is that Elden Ring, and this may be a weird start to this conversation. Let me say this: Elden Ring, in many ways, especially for Japanese development, is a benchmark. It's it's a benchmark not only for open world. Japanese developed games, but in some ways it also pushes the genre forward, even in comparison to some major Western uh, sandbox and RPG games, which uh, is no because the Japanese, and correct me if I'm wrong, are, are known more for doing not so much larger games, but games that are very, con- um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, condensed but packed Mm -hmm. i can't remember the japanese term it's like used for gardening they use this term for some of the games and it's escaping me how it's a smaller area of land but within that area it's filled to the brim but this um it's you know it's 
for better or worse, it's it's humongous, and that at some points one will ask themselves, you know, is this ever going to end? I mean, I'm I'm so so you know, I ended up reviewing the game with. I mean, so I I, I did a review in progress, and like I said, not I'm not trying to, to purposely call anybody out, but I think that was the best solution. You know, it's 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 rough because. If if you do not have a review with a score up at embargo, it absolutely hurts you. You know, as much as we want to say that we want to give reviewers time to review these games and the re- reviews can go up whenever and things like that, um, you absolutely feel it traffic wise if you are not up mm-hmm. at embargo with a full score. Um, but I did go up as a review in progress, so that was the February twenty third, and then. My update was March 11th. So that was, what, uh, 16 days later? Something like that? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and selfishly, I had decided that I wanted to play the game the way I wanted to play it. You know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't going to just rush through it to, re- to put up a review. I'm like, look, this is the game I care about. I don't have a lot of chances to play games like like this, you know. I'm going to just play it my way. When the review goes up, it goes up. And when I put my final review up, the score, um, I still had not beaten it. I still have not beaten it. But I was at the 100-hour mark, and I was like, look, uh, 100 hours in, you know, my opinions are not going to change at this point. And I had made it a, a, not a a priority, but I, I, I had purposely gone out and tried to go to all of the major areas in the game, as many sub-areas as I could, get a feel and experience for them, beat some of those bosses, you know, but I was I was not pushing to like finish everything at that point. Mm-hmm. But I did see I did see what I thought I needed to see for the game. You know. Because it is it's it's like it's it's kind of shocking, you know, as a Souls fan, because we've we've come to have a very strong idea of what these games are going to be in terms of the worlds. Like like you're saying, they're not they they're they're huge but they're not huge. They're like incredibly densely packed. Right. Interconnected, interwoven. These very very detailed like every every little piece, you know, I mean, it's it's funny to play this game and then compare a lot of other open world games, especially Western ones, I guess, which is in part because Japan's not really doing them as much. But um, you know, you go play like an Ubisoft open world game, right? And how many times are you seeing like the same kinds of things, like the same towers, the same kind of little bases, the same kind of encounters, and things like that? And I, I think Elden Ring for better or worse, does change things because after playing this game, like, how hard is it going to be to go back to those kind of open world games? I mean, I, I I played Ghostwire Tokyo right after this to review that, and even going to that after Elden Ring was, was hard. Just because I could instantly feel like the old-style open world mentality. You know, Here's a section, here's a section, here's a section. You go complete something that opens up that piece of the map. I mean, think about it, right? Like, so many of these games is like, you have to go somewhere and do something and you open the map up. And in Elden Ring, right. it's literally like, 
here's where it's at. Just go pick up the map and you've got it. But it's like Ghostwire Tokyo, it's like you do that and then it's like, okay, here's this thing that is this. And every piece of the map has that same thing. And then here's this thing. And it's, it's a shop with a cat. And the cat wants you to find certain items. But this cat wants these items. And this cat wants these items. And every section has that cat that wants those items. You know, it's like, like, I, I genuinely enjoyed Ghostwire Tokyo, but it was like so evident in playing it that, man, this is just, there's like, like, I hate saying this because it does sound like the, you know, the overhyping of the, of the game and, and just the hyperbole that's going around right now. But there is almost in a way like a before Elden Ring and after Elden Ring mentality for me. Mm-hmm. And like Ghostwire was very much a before Elden Ring kind of game. And I, I might, I might need more than that now. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, look, we've all seen the reviews. You know, Molly has given it high praise. Uh, I certainly understand why the game is scoring what it is. You know, reviews are subjective. It's 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 opinion. But at the same time, there, there's a reason why people will rate a game as they do because of experience. Um, you know, maybe one's taste. I, I have to be honest. Okay. Cutting to the chase before I go in circles. From a hardcore gamer's perspective, for someone who's familiar with gaming, if someone is a fan of old-style RPGs, which uh, many times one has to figure stuff out on his or, uh, or her own, um, if, if you like a challenge, if you miss the aspect of not having your hand held at every turn, and you like that, and that the satisfaction you get from doing things on your own, Elden Ring is phenomenal. Yet the flip side of the coin is, in 2022, you know, I told someone else privately, I said, look, I said, you know, with games, with games, you got to find a publisher. Sometimes there's stuff that's pitched, and instantaneously, it's like, I don't understand how this game didn't get picked up. How is it? How is this a miss? How how could this publisher pass on this? You know, I confessed. If Elden Ring, if I was a suit and didn't have much gaming experience, and even with my experience, if someone came up to me and they said, "Hey, here's this game. Play it. Would you would you fund help fund it and publish it and market it for us?" In the state that it's currently in, due to its opening difficulty. I would have said no. I'm, I mean, I'm being honest. Like, I, I, there's, I guess what's getting me, the, the, see, Molly and I, look, I'm playing games 35 plus years. Molly's in the same boat. Okay. And Molly's only 36. She's been playing <laughs> yeah. since she's one. So there's someone else I know who has a daughter who's around 18. And this is the, 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 the closest gauge I have to me in terms of like, I keep asking questions to her father to ask her and how she's playing it and how she feels because I need to know how the modern gamer feels about this. Right. And I'm going to ask Molly a question here and it's not to trap her or to make her feel different or I'm not trying to convince Molly uh, otherwise of how she felt. 
because I think, you know, we could break this down into what makes a good game or what's the definition of a game review and what's the scoring scale? What, you know, what, what does it mean? Now this game, I'm not even gonna, I'm not even going to pick on you. Many many outlets have given this a ten, including Edge. I'm just throwing it off the top of my which head. Is, yeah, well, which is deal. like, I mean, when Edge gets something a ten, that's like many outlets across the board have given this a ten. Now, do I feel some games that are not perfect deserve a ten? Absolutely. I'm not. It's not even so. But okay, nothing nothing is perfect. Nothing is nothing is perfect. There is a perfect. But score. my question is this. And maybe I need to get with the times, and I need to accept this. But look, I know one of the answers was Persona Three for the time. But in, what besides Elden Ring of all time? What's a game that you consider a ten? Let me go look. I mean, because because um, on my personal site, I actually have. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, I'm going to answer for you. Fantasy Star on the Master System. Would I give that like the? I mean, I probably like. Uh, uh, and taking into consideration time, look, the, all these games age. There's so many things that are antiquated, or uh, uh, I don't want to say PSO because that is a truly on. That's a different animal. What's a self-contained, primarily single-player experience that you would give it? To okay, him? so so here's. I'm gonna have to like cheat a little bit on the on this answer because like uh, so on my site right. So EGM has has one through five is the way we do it in EGM, <laughs> right? Right. And I actually I like that scale because that gives you bad, poor, average, good, great. Like I like thinking of games that way. Um, on my site, I convert that to kind of like the Japanese game scoring system, where it's 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 A through E. But I then also have an S, and what I say in S is is it's again it's not perfect. But it's a game that did something to stand out or to catch my attention or to make me feel something or enjoy something in a way that that not a lot of other games do. Right. So a few examples of games I've given that score to would be uh, Corpse Party, Danganronpa, Dark Souls, Death Stranding, Fire Pro Wrestling wow. World, Gravity Rush, uh, Hellblade. Uh, Hatsumiku Project Diva Future Tone, Resident Evil 2 Remake, Near Automata, games like that. Okay. Right. Okay, I'm going to pick two. I'm going to pick two out of there. So we're going to use Gravity Rush and Resident Evil 2. If I locked you in a room with Resident Evil 2 or Gravity Rush, take your mm-hmm. pick, without any outside help, and I told you you have to review this game, do you, do you feel that you could complete either of those games on your own without any outside help? Com- complete them? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah absolutely. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, like okay. so I, I don't, I don't know where oh, you're that, going. With this. Yeah, that, that's the answer I was looking for. Yeah, that's, that, like, that's the... could could I complete Elden Ring with no outside influence? Absolutely. There we. Would, you could. Would I, would I have missed but, things that I currently don't want to miss? Absolutely. Uh, okay. Get, uh, I'm. May I manipulate this one last okay. turn? Could you complete Elden Ring on your own without any outside help if you'd never played any of the Souls games? I mean, like, that's tough, right? That's a tough question to answer. 
And there's a lot of people coming into sure. it. Now, I'm not making up some ho- pokey crap. Right, but, but there was, so, so okay. the reason I think it's tough for me to answer is, is two reasons. First, it's because I, I, I haven't, right? Is I started with the game that started this, which was Demon Souls. Mm-hmm. And I played a huge chunk of Demon Souls without any help. And I missed a lot of things that I later found out I missed, you know? Uh, but that was a much smaller game, a much more contained game, a much more straightforward and kind of directed game, right? And since then, like, each of their games following that have been building up more and more, and so I've had that whole experience. So it's it's hard to think about, like, could I have done it without, you know, without any help? But the other side of the, is, is the thing, the fact that, like, From Software is making these games so that you're not supposed to play them alone. Well, right. Okay. Because so there, even just okay. even just the messaging system itself, like if you really think about it, that makes it a very very communal game, mm. and you're not playing it alone, and that's kind of the whole mm. purpose. And so, and I'll let you get back to your point in a second, but it's been funny for me to see the fact that like a lot of people are saying, you know, I mean, because in the early days, right, it was like messages ruin the game because you're not finding everything on your own. And it's like, well, that's kind of the, that's the reason they're there, and then it was. Well, if you summon somebody into your game to help you kill a boss, you haven't really killed the boss because you didn't do it mm-hmm. by yourself. And it's mm-hmm. like, but from put that in the game to be there. And so the current argument right now is the the kind of spirit ashes. It's like, well, if you use a spirit ash to beat a boss, you haven't really beaten the boss because you didn't do it by yourself. And it's just like all these things were specifically put into the game by the developer to be there and to be used. And so like the the whole point isn't necessarily doing everything on your own. Like if you enjoy that, you can do that, but it's also supposed to be a very communal game in certain ways. What what about I'm going to sound okay. What about in, in no particular order? And I'm going to sound like an idiot just throwing out randomized terms like what about stuff like with the character? So you equip your character, sword, shield, you get runes. Runes are used as money. Yet simultaneously, runes, more importantly, are utilized to level up. So when one dies, your uh, whatever you call it, your spirit or whatever is left at the spot of death. And your next go around, you have the opportunity to retrieve your runes if you die before. A- doing so then you're back down to zero and that experience slash money is lost yet simultaneously while leveling up helps out the character then we get into stuff in no order such as the ashes of war and other attributes which you can apply to one's equipment which arguably uh becomes more important than just traditional leveling up but then there are things like aside from combat blocking a parry system which really in my opinion isn't made clear you then have the ability to apply other elements yet certain things need a staff separate from your primary i mean the point I'm trying to make is not to bore the listener and have if someone's not as familiar, I mean all of these things go on and on, and then to credit it adds depth um it it there is a a lot to take in, 
But once again, I'm going to go back to this. Would you, I mean, would you be able to figure all of that out in in a decent amount of time if it wasn't for either past experience, message boards, other people? I mean, like, I, like a good example of that is is for the first 30 hours of the game, I never even touched the Ashes of War. You know, those are actually a big component of the game, but I didn't even do anything with them in the first 30 hours. It wasn't until after that that I actually started trying them out. Um, I like I I get what you're saying, right? And I'm not trying to hate. No, I, no, no, no. I, let no, me make this not. clear. I'm not trying to crap on this game and say it's a two. I, I'm. I guess what I'm so blown away at, and I got no dog in this fight. I I mean, I'll tell. Okay, you want me to give the open world element and design, in particular for a Japanese title, to me in this game, ten. But overall, I'm, I guess what I'm blown away at is, and this statistic is over a month old, this has pushed over 12 million copies, which is awesome. I don't want to see them fail. They can do, you know, there's so much more they can do with this in the future, whether it be new installments or whatever it is. But I guess what I'm having trouble wrapping my head around is whether it be the multitude of reviewers out there that have said they've completed this or the younger generation of gamer, like, either I've turned into Grandpa Gamer, and I suck now, or there is definitely a misfire somewhere. Well, I think, I think part of it, right, like, think about a game like Bayonetta. Um, that was the first game for, that, for me, came to mind. I, I don't think you can beat that game if you don't use all the elements it teaches you, you know? I would there's there are some there are definitely some combos you can spam or you get into a groove and at, you know if I went back to that game now I guarantee you there's dozens of smaller combos or things I never did sure sure because I mean, but, but like like which time but you're right like, there's time yes and, correct and, like, correct all the different things now right but there's a lot of right things you have to do, but I know right? what you mean all those things they teach you are nece- are a necessity by the time you get to the right. end you know um certain certain <clears throat> platformers like. You end up having like a, a Metroid, right? Like everything mm-hmm. in the latest Metroid that you unlock, you have to use at some point. Sure. You know, I think one of the really interesting things about the Souls games and, and Elden Ring is that you could not use a lot of the stuff it offers you and still beat the game. I'm gonna tell you right now, I have not done <laughs> one parry in this game so far. Okay. Uh, then then that's actually kind of good for me to hear so here's my next stupid question okay when you get to some of these bosses and by the way i use that term loosely because some of the bosses you encounter aren't even the main head honchos in this game so to speak okay i don't care who i don't care if you're daigo the beast playing this you're your stamina gauge alone. You can't, like, okay. But you can. <clears throat> you can beat this game at level one. There, I need to see You can it. absolutely do it. No you way. Absolutely. That, no way. No way. You can absolutely do it. No way. <laughs> Impossible. You can do it. I'm, I'm not saying Jesus, I rolled, like, twice, and my got my roll twice, and I'm staggered and stunned animation, and... I can't do. Crap. I do think like like there's an argument going around is it, of, um, are Elden Ring's bosses balanced properly? And 
I think more than some of the previous games, there are some bosses where, and I'm not saying it's true or not, but it it there are some bosses where it does feel like like man, you have to have or do certain things to beat them. Yes, but you the thing is, and this is one of the kind of things where like, I'd have to go play it through the game again and again and to really to really <clears throat> have a personal opinion on this, but. Think about Souls games is they've always been made in a way where even if you were level one with the worst armor and the worst shield and the worst weapon in the world, there was still the opportunity and ability to beat those bosses. I'm not saying it's easy, not saying it's quick, but you could do it. I mean, some of those battles, I mean, not only would your timing have to be perfect and stunning. I mean, some of those battles must take forever. Like, I mean, at, I I just at, beat. Um, I'll say the name. Either you know him or you don't know him, so it's it's not gonna be a spoiler. I just beat Mog, for example, and that was a fight where it 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 does. It's like, man, this this fight is just the cheapest s in the world, right? And it's like, could I could I beat him without? doing it 50 plus times and just getting lucky and things like that, you know? Um, but let me, let me, let me give you an example of, and, and here's the thing. Here's the thing I tell everybody. If you can do it in the game, it's not cheating. Because, uh, yeah. wait, 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 no, no, wait, yeah. wait, wait to hear what I'm going to yeah. tell you. Um, because <laughs> the enemies in this game will do everything they can to kill you. They will do everything they oh, can yeah. to cheese you. Oh, so yeah. Okay, so there's a boss that I beat. Okay, so normally, right? Go through the fog door, boss is there, you fight the boss, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Okay, there, there is a boss in the game, at least one, where you, you, can, you can see where this boss is at. I mean, you can't see the boss, but you can see where the boss's is, is little room is at, right? Okay. And you can go to a different part of this area, and there's a tiny little window that oh my God. if you get your aim just right and you get an arrow through there, you can hit the boss without ever entering the boss's room. Whew. So I sat there and about 70 arrows, I killed the boss that way. <laughs> so there, there are, and that's the thing is like, even since the original Demon Souls, there are ways you can cheese this stuff, and that is a perfectly legitimate strategy because from put it in the game. So that's one thing to think about, right? Is like is there's no honor. There's no honor in this game. If if you can do something to kill a boss, then do it. I mean, I'm not saying like like hacking the game to to legitimately cheat, but anything in this game's world that you can do is a legitimate strategy. Mm, now let me ask you this do you think the developers are aware of that and have designed it that way or is this just once almost like a fighting game where when a fighting game is out in the first you know the community tries to break the game and that kind of decides the fate of the title as to whether it will last or not in the in the fgc i mean so far so so, far we've only seen one thing that they considered to be legitimately broken like we've seen some nerfs on things um 
but there was there was one item that wasn't working the way it was supposed to be and the argument would be that from software shouldn't change it but they did um and i don't know if that was mm. because of the pvp thing or, or not mm. uh you know does from know about that i don't know but like said even since even since demon souls there's been there's been things like that in the game just because of the way the world is made where they ha- they haven't considered it to be cheating or they haven't changed it or anything just because like that was just that became a strategy I- i've got one for you here okay and this may be my ignorance okay now let me start preface with this because this is on pc as well and as we all know pc master race so PC, you got a you got a keyboard, you can use an Xbox controller, whatever. Alright. Um what what is your feeling on you know at some point you have to call the horse, then I'll switch to leave it on uh maybe a potion because i know i'm going to get tagged a few times in a battle uh, you know i'll have to tap up to bring up the sorcerer uh the the um uh the name i feel like an idiot the name is escaping me but for my uh staff my point is with utilizing all of the buttons on the controller and then all of these subsections in real time you know because you don't you really can't pause the game nor would you really want to as, as antiquated as that sounds what is your opinion on everything going on in real time and having to switch so much on the fly with such devastating enemies? Yeah, it's 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 tough. I mean, the the you know, they have added things to it like um you know, if you hold down instead of tapping down, it it automatically switches to your very first item for example. They've added the kind of the pouch where if you hold the Y button, you can call up other items so yes there's a lot to manage and and you have to sometimes do like the kind of the claw maneuver you know so you can do this because i have yeah i have i did something i've never done in my 36 years of gaming in my life and i don't even know why because i don't even think it was i was literally on one point i've never done this not even in a fighting game i'm holding the controller like normal and I'm maneuvering, and I'm utilizing my left hand on the left thumbstick and those buttons, and I lifted my right hand over my left hand to tap one of the D-pad, the directional. Oh, I I mean, that was a whole new level for me. I mean, that was what, like, what was it? Was it Monster Hunter on the PSP where you kind of do a bunch of that kind of stuff? Oh, (laughs) Because like like what like wasn't the D pad like the camera or something like, or something like that? No. But and I, you know I know it sounds like I'm raining on this parade. I, I I'll say this for the last time. I won't say it again. I'm not trying to hate on this game. I have gotten a, as shocking as it sounds. I've gotten a. I keep going back to it. I always say a good a good sign of a good game is is addict. You know if it's addictive. I guess I'm being so vocal because so many tens are out there, and there is no way that I believe that as many people that reviewed it as they did beat this within five to seven days. No, no, like I said, like I said, like I, I, the, the whole, did they beat it when they gave it the score? Absolutely not. Like, I do not believe that whatsoever, you know? And like, I think, 
I think that putting a score on it after one week was wrong. Like I, I do, I, and I'm not, I'm not saying I don't understand why some people did that, but I do think that with a game like this, knowing what I know, um, you know, like it should not have been scored after one week. Even oh yeah, I was gonna say even wait until Friday, but even not not Friday, but like you know this game. Uh, w- um, would you agree in a way? Look, it doesn't matter because the game is so successful. It, it who cares what we say? It, it it's success. This game may have been more even more perfect if it was back in the ma- the old school print magazine days, where you had like the whole month or six weeks or eight weeks before putting your review in print. Would you agree with that? I mean, it's funny because I, I literally just re- did a review of the game for print. And so that review won't be out until the beginning of May because of the way our print schedule works. But yeah, yeah, I, I definitely think this is one of those kind of games. I mean, because it's, it's, it's so crazy to think about now. But when I reviewed Persona 3, I had three months with that game. I think I remember you saying yeah. that. Yeah, and that's unheard of at this point. Um, but because of the way that, you know, printing discs worked and everything back then and, and the way builds could work, I had three months with that. And like, and that was so nice because I just leisurely played it and I actually enjoyed it and got to see everything and stuff. This is one of those unfortunate problems of, of like the way reviews work now where you have strict embargo dates and you have short lead times. I'm not trying to kiss your butt because you're my co-host and I've I've known you for a long time now, but Bandai Namco should actually give you a medal for the review you gave and for the upcoming print review, not because of the score, which which has been a, you know, five out of five, but because of how you expressed your review and the time you took and now putting it in print, which I'm assuming might have a little bit different feel from the maybe the digital. Yeah, because it's a lot, lot shorter when we do a different. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. you truly, you truly played it and were honest, and it still got that high praise and high honors. That that's why I make that statement. Like, you didn't just whip it together, a handful of days, give it a ten because you thought you know it's it's probably going to be a ten. Everyone's going to be giving it a ten. I mean, you actually deep dived into this title and and i'll give you credit again you were one of the first people i always give you credit for persona in my mind and uh, for helping popularize that i will say with demon souls um as a matter of fact the only reason i got it in my collection it was way after the fact because it was on sale years after on ps3 was because of the praise you gave it and i'm not saying that i thought you're that i think you're crazy but i will tell you boy was i surprised like you know couple of years after we had that discussion and you gave such high praise for that title, I had picked up uh, a Brit- a European magazine. It was uh, the top 100 games of all time. It wasn't under the retro game banner. It was like an affiliate of like Edge. It was one of those, right? And at the time, boy, was I surprised. The number one game they gave to Dark Souls. And I thought of you. I said, you have got to be kidding me. I mean, it's so, so you know, and I mentioned on Twitter recently is, so I first saw Demon's Souls at, at E3. It's funny because the PR guy at the time that works for Sony, and he he's like, "Come come back behind behind closed doors. I've got a game I really really want to show you." He sat me down with Demon Souls, 
I played like 10 minutes of it and I was like, this game sucks. Like, what, what is this, you know? And, <laughs> you know, we, we all we all heard the story by now about the fact that like Sony, who was the publisher of the game in Japan, you know, they had wanted to work with from software on something. And then Sony thought the game sucked. They're like, what is even even is this game? Came out, didn't do much in, in, in Japan. So nobody picked up for, for the West. Like, this is crazy to think about now, but freaking Atlas picked up Demon Souls, brought to the West. They're like, they were so hyped for the game. I played that first time. I'm like, this, this is dumb. What is this? They, they later on brought it by the play offices. I'm like, okay, this is, this is kind of cool. The awesome Heather Ann Campbell ended up reviewing it for play. She absolutely loved it. And it was her review that really made me finally give the game a try. And, you know, we think back to the fact that Atlas ended up being shocked, amazed, and excited by the fact that the game sold 500,000 copies in North America. Right. So, <laughs> you know, jump to today, Bandai Namco has the expectation that Elden Ring will sell 4 million copies in the first five weeks. And it ends up selling 12 million copies in the first 17 days. Like, it's unbelievable where this series is at now and and you've kind of been hinting at this is the fact that like how is this series that is so obtuse and so complex and and so quote-unquote unfriendly to new players Mm -hmm. like right how has that sold 12 million copies worldwide in 17 days you know and however many now like i i think I think this is a perfect example of how so many people who think they know what they're talking about are wrong, right? You know, we know EA saying that single player games are dead, you know, and stuff like that. And like people don't want hard mm. games. But like stuff like this is just is bucks those trends and it is crazy to like how did this game go from being the weird hard niche game it was well- this game that's selling millions and millions of copies in, in, in mere days. Uh, um, I know I'm getting into apples and oranges and I keep, I, you know, I'm, I keep dissecting this. Okay. I feel the exploration in the game is fun. Do you feel the game itself is fun? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, like, the thing that's been really interesting for me is, like, I, I love the Souls games because right. I love the combat. I, I, I love the exploration, but I love the combat. I love the way fights are set up. I love how weighty and strategic that combat system is. I love the way they do like the magic and the items and things like that. I love the lore. I love the kind of characters they put into this world. I was ready for all of that to be broken when we got Elden Ring because like, it didn't seem like all those things would work in an open world setting. Mm-hmm. Like they worked when it was like very compact and because I mean the whole idea of the Souls games has been that From has meticulously designed everything, right? You play all these other games and it's just like we're gonna throw random enemies at you wherever, you know. And the Souls games were this specific enemy is on this specific set of stairs standing on this step for a very specific reason, right? Like that's how all the old the old games felt. Is like everything. What like again? We go back to like you're saying the 
kind of Japanese garden mentality. It's like everything that's mm-hmm. there exists for a specific reason and it was put there purposefully. And right. it didn't seem like that would work in an open world. But it totally did. Somehow. That's like crazy to me. And that's kind of part of what's been so fun is that seeing that it did work and it can work and how awesome it is to have all of those souls moments still existing, but then so much freedom in how you approach them and how you how you come at them and when you approach them. You know, like like that's what's fun to me is just the fact of this game has a freedom that kind of even goes beyond what other open world games can offer while also nailing that combat and in, in, in gameplay in a way that should not be nailed at this level. I think it's, it's hard. It's hard to talk about Elden Ring without sounding hyperbolic about it is, is a thing. <laughs> it's okay. I, I mean, I don't mind I'm just trying to, uh, you know, understand. I, I just, um, I, I, I don't know if I'm whacked out of my skull. Why I'm, these are such, weird comparisons but i guess it's par for the course for such a weird uh obtuse title but but yeah that's just like how how has this game become so mainstream that's what's weird and and at the same time it's become mainstream it's like but it hasn't it hasn't really lost the things that made it the weird niche game it was in the first place right yeah i I mean i don't know I, i don't i don't know if i'm saying the opening portion should be a little bit more hand-holding or i mean dear god it's like it's 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 almost like the first time you ever played dragon's lair and you put a dollar in and like the castle gate comes down and like you don't even you're like what just happened and you're dead it's over i i i don't think the game would be hurt if it like i don't want to just say tutorials I'll say it for you because I, I don't want you to lose your street cred. I'll say it, and it's coming from me, who I, I at least I used to consider myself a hardcore gamer. I, you know, I, I don't want um, uh, phone smartphone games and to be using an iPad here shortly. But there has got to be some sort of like, there's no way, there's no way the average person or average game. I'm not talking about grandma. Could you and look? It's not the same thing. It's a totally different ball game. But so this is going to be stupid. But like, could you imagine an? Uh, you know the the deal, Molly. An arcade game. When you make an arcade game, the the goal is to keep the player in there for about three minutes before dying. You want them to have some success to make them feel like there's uh uh, uh you know to, for the sense of power accomplishment. And then obviously the goal is to take as much money out of that player over time as possible. I mean, if there was an arcade game that started off uh, instantaneously with this level of just knock you out, it, it, it you know, it, it just wouldn't okay, fly. Okay, but part of that though, right, you know, and this is a trend that all the Souls games have done is, um, so very, very early on, right, you fight a really big mean boss, like just right mm-hmm. away. But that's very deliberate yeah. because that's 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 supposed to be teaching you the fact that like you're gonna die a lot and it's okay. Like don't fear death. Like there's a lot of games that are like don't die, don't die, don't die. But this is like it's okay to die and it's even okay to lose all the that money stuff that you had that you you've been trying to hold on to. It's okay if it's gone. You'll get it back. Yeah, I was gonna say the only reason I got mine back is because I found the farm spot. <laughs> That's the old, that's the thing though, and I'm not trying to be an a hole. 
only reason I packed up the runes was because of a farm spot I know. Let me tell you, like, so my, my co-worker beat the game, I don't remember how, how far, how, how many hours it was, like, way, way less than I'd played it. I mean, not way less, but he was like 140, level 140 when he beat the game. Wow. Uh, somewhere around there, right? And I think I'm at level, like, 95, Ooh. and I'm 140 hours into the game. I'm around 40, for the record. Yeah, so, so levels aren't everything. Right, and you you told me that right. But, I mean, we made that yeah. clear earlier. But, but I think I think there are, and so one of the concessions that I I think could be made, you know, there's been a big big argument online about like a quest log, like should Elden Ring have a quest log? Yes or no? I don't I don't know that I want to have a quest log, but I do think the concession I would make is I think it should have a character section. Of like who you've met and what their names are. That's not a bad. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's so basic, but yeah. I mean, you're right. Give, give everybody like one sentence, like mm-hmm. which Ronnie wants you to go find something for her, mm-hmm. right? Even even if it's that vague, because the game does have the problem of people. Um, and th- the good part is people don't talk much. I'm. I'm so sick of games of, of, of that, that talk way too much, right? It, yes, I feel like we're going from one extreme to the other, right, so I feel right. like that... Per- you know what I mean? But like, so, so, so people in Elden Ring don't talk very much. They're, they're kind of cryptic when they talk to you, right. and they only say that stuff once. If you don't catch it that first time, it's Oh, I didn't catch... Oh, there are a few characters that, like, you can specifically ask them questions about something and they'll repeat it, but most of the characters, uh-huh. like the side characters that you meet that want you to do something for them, they'll say it once and that's done. They might, if you talk to them again, give you a very brief overview of what they just said, but... So I, I do think there are some concessions that can be made. I, I think... Not a tutorial, but I think it could be a little more extensive in what it teaches you in that in that that kind of first cave and then i think it could give like just a sentence for every character that way i can just at least remember who was it that wanted stuff from me you know like like what right. was their name and mm-hmm. where and and not necessarily where they were at but who was it what was their name and an idea of like what it was they wanted me to do like stuff right. like that like i i do think there are a few additional steps and said the problem is some of the stuff it's cryptic if you haven't played previous souls games and it doesn't need to be that cryptic they have gotten a lot better though there there are a lot more explanations things have been simplified oh my god like upgrading your weapons is so easy now compared to what it used to be you know so they they've definitely changed things in a lot of ways but there's there's still things where if you are coming to this game new, you're going to have a rough time. Hmm. But part of that's fun, though. There is fun <laughs> in not knowing and then discovering on your own. So, I mean, this game, I don't know why. These are completely different style of games. And I, I mean, this game gave me flashbacks to I keep saying this like early computing days in the 80s it gave me flash flashbacks to early Cygnosis works such as like Shadow of the Beast 
the reason I'm saying these things is because it's those games were so super hard and weird and obscure, but those games were weird and obscure design-wise and visually because the excuse is that's all we all you had right. you know it was more show graphical tricks the game and i'm not saying that this is that elden ring falters there but like the level of difficulty and unknown like i haven't you know uh, and i even made that mention in my intro of super hide lie that might be the best analogy i can think of in in some ways and i will admit it's probably it's not as obscure as super hide lie raiders of the lost ark on 2600 you will never I, 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 play a game that makes less sense than that game does. <laughs> like, like that was like I don't know how I even found the arc ever. I never got all the way up to it. I never know how I, you know, how I got. I mean, that was literally like you had to know to plug the second controller in and use the second controller for stuff at the same time. And like, that's why I think like I can play Dark Souls games because I played Raiders of the Lost at twenty six hundred as a kid. <laughs> Wow. Well, I mean, I, I will say this. I don't know this for a fact, but I have a hunch it's probably coming. I guess I'll keep you posted for the time if and when Future Press does a strategy guide for this. I, I, that thing's going to be like six to 800 pages, you know it. Because some of their Souls books were like four or 500 yeah, I've pages. Got, I've got the, the one for the first Souls, and that thing was to me like, like those old, like old school like dictionaries, you know? It's going to, yeah, I mean, I'll get it just probably to have it on the shelf, but I'll definitely keep you posted. Because here's the deal for those, I'm sure many of the the people at home know this, uh, forgetting Elden Ring. I don't know if it was just on pre-order, but there is a mini digital guide that one can access, and it is by Future Press, so I have a feeling that there's... That might be, we were, we reviewers were given something, and I don't know if that's... I think I have... That's what it, that was. Yeah. Yeah, it's like twenty or thirty pages. Digitally. Yeah, because it was basically right? it was like kind of like just. I mean, it wasn't. It was nowhere near the first, the, the entire game. It was like right. Here's the first area section of the game. Like, let's teach you kind of like how these things work and stuff. Right. Well, we've 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 gotten an hour. We've milked an hour out of Elden Ring. It, it's all right. So yeah, it's, it's it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> uh, at the very least, definitely worth checking out. I think the point I wanted to drive home is be warned to give an idea as as to what to expect as to not be let down but by giving this game a chance and having an open mind and not giving up give it some time some trial and error there is a lot of wonder and a lot of surprises uh and a hell of a lot of exploration to be had the thing is this is a game that you really can spend 15 to 20 minutes with it and accomplish something like unlike so many other big games like that are out there like you you mm-hmm. really can so it's it's you know even if you're playing like only like a half an hour to an hour a night like that's fine you'll you'll get something out of it yeah so i mean at the at the very least it's definitely worth checking out uh, i would say this even if one doesn't fully go through this game in its entirety and you dabble with it from time to time you will definitely get 50 to 60 bucks worth out of it now with that said 60 minutes in to gvgp 50 we finally made it to number 50 we've technically done about 53 or 54 recordings but we're we're officially at the 5-0 as we try to wind down here in the next 15 and 20 minutes realistically uh you know 
we've got we got PlayStation 5, you've got Xbox Series X. You've still got your PS4, your Switch, your Lovin'. All of that said, we've got all these many units that have come out over the last five years. Have you gotten anything new lately? Uh, I did get the Egret 2 Mini. You know, if you want my review, go on egenna.com, go to mollyllpatterson.com, either one. My review's up there, you can read the whole thing. I think it's, uh, I said it's, I think, the coolest Mini we've gotten to this point, just because it's, it's a really neat unit. You know, it's bigger. It's it's much bigger than the the Neo Geo kind of mini arcade thing. It's a little bigger than Sega's. The hardware's neat. Screen turns. It's awesome. Uh, it's incredibly expensive. It's got the problems that all these things do. Is the emulation isn't perfect. Not bad. Pretty good. As long as you have the right power cable for it, because it is very picky on how much power it needs. External controller sucks. The D-pad on it sucks. Don't get that thing. There's a uh, other controller with the, the spinny knob and the little trackball on it. I haven't tried that. Oh yeah, like for Arkanoid. It's really neat. Yeah. 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 It comes with like a mini SD card or something for those titles. Yeah. So that, that, that's that's my thing. It's like I, I'm curious to see where we go from here because if it's just this, like. I like titles games. I don't love titles games. I do like it. Like them. There are some. There's some neat stuff on here, like Elevator Action Returns, for example. Um, was it like Metal Black? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's what's the real name? Layer Section Ray Force. What's Galactic, Galactic Attack? Yeah, yeah, we just went hit all three names. Yeah. I think there's actually four, but um, there are a few kind of like games that only kind of came out. On the Saturn and then that one PS2 compilation. So it's an APC. Twin Cobras on there. I'm cheating yeah. looking at a list now. Tatsujin, Truxton. Yep. So Tatsujin and uh, Twin Cobra <clears throat> are where I think this gets interesting because could we see Taito? Because so they, 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 they can expand the library with those SD cards. Like, will we <clears throat> see Taito work with more companies to make more games available on the unit? I think that's where it gets really, really interesting, if so, because wow. it's a really neat little piece of hardware. But it becomes the price becomes a lot more justifiable if there's more collections that come out and it's not just limited to what we get now. Right, and from what I've seen online, because I don't have first-hand experience, but the ability to put it in Tate mode yeah. and how yeah. satisfying the clicking in and out of the it's screen really, and maneuvering yeah. it uh, it's it's very impressive. There's a little bit more real estate space on the screen itself versus other units. Um, and also when maneuvering from horizontal to, to, to vertical mode, it automatically switches the view of the screen. So it's not a setting that you have to correct. It does it for you automatically. Yeah, so, yeah, so it's, it's, uh, it's the... The hardware is not perfect, but it's really well set up to be a neat emulation device for arcade games. So mm-hmm. if Taito pushes to get more like technically third-party licensed games onto the system, that'll be awesome. It, it, it's almost reminiscent. I didn't think of it until you just said it now with the, the SD card add-on. But 
in a way, it's almost reminiscent of the short-lived Neo Geo X. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you, on a quick, super quick side note, did you ever buy any of those uh, add-on cards for the Neo Geo X? I was given one of them. Oh, wow. Hang on one second. Uh, just babble for a second while I grab it. Yeah. Yeah, I believe. I know Let's the see. base what unit came with Ninja Masters, if I'm not mistaken. And then shortly thereafter, I saw... Uh, Mega Pack Volume 1. Wow. Which has... World Heroes Jet, Samurai Showdown 3, He's an Encounter, Mark of the Wolves, Savage Rain, Metal Slug 2, Chaos 96, Top Hunter, Blue's Journey, Sengoku, uh, The Next Glory, The Last Blade, Blazing Star, Shock Troopers, and what is that? I don't know what that one is. So it's a really weird That's, selection of games. It is. It's not a bad selection, but yeah, it's very all over the place. Wow. That game. What? I don't know what this game is. <laughs> Blazing Star. Okay, anyway. Yeah, like, that's, that's kind of one of the weird things about it is, is the collection didn't make sense necessarily. Right. But yeah, it's just like an SD card in it. Um, right. So, I mean, given that, well, I don't know about current SNK, but given that SNK typically loves to whore their games out, like, I'd love to see an SNK card for this thing, you know? Right. I'd love to see uh, the Tower Plan, the, uh, the Twin Cobra and Trucks, and, like, like I'd love to see a card for with their games, you know? Like, I'd, I'd love to see a... You can't do Sega. Obviously, you can't do Nintendo. But, like, I'd, I'd, I'd love to see, like, other companies. Maybe a Capcom. Maybe Capcom. Well, I don't know, because Capcom had that really weird their own weirdo joystick thing but so i so i think unless you really really love taito or unless this thing gets packed to all hell like right i'm sure it will. i don't know that it's worth the money mm. but it's a super neat piece of hardware and if it does get expanded more in the future like that will make it more valuable mm. and if you're thinking about buying the, the american version it's the buttons are different color, and that's it. Which which gets weird because they have Kadash on there, which is an awesome game, but it's not translated. Really? It's all in Japanese, which makes it really hard to play for some people. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. It's neat. It's neat, but wow. Um, it's boy, it's expensive. Well, what else has been going on in the world of gaming for you? So we've uh, we've covered Elden Ring, the title Egret Mini let's, let's Two. Let's do uh, let's do as a last topic. Let's do a little bit of uh, Sony's uh, Spartacus. Oh, the PlayStation Plus, uh, PlayStation Now combo. Are we on the same yep, page? Yep. Yep. Um. Well, I know to get all of the bells and whistles, it's going to be about one nineteen ninety nine a year, and that's going to start sometime in June. 
Uh, it gives one, I'm going off memory, I dare say one gets access to approximately 340 PlayStation 3 titles. Uh, obviously, we're not talking all AAA, but we're talking, you know, old school digital. Uh, there is, I dare say, PS1 classics intermixed in there. Um, I know, Mo- I don't want to speak for Molly. I mean, I-, I will say this. With the type of money that I blow on games, and even though I own a lot of these, whether it be on my PlayStation 3, which is actually still hooked up, um, you know, already being a PlayStation Plus subscriber for 60 bucks a year on average, sometimes it's on sale for 50 I'm going to, at the very least, try it for a year. I will probably stick to it. Did you get it on that deal I sent you? Uh, I, it was, uh, of course not, because today was my payday. Of course not. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was gone by by Monday afternoon. Yeah, okay, so, so, so real quick, I, you know, I'm assuming everybody who listens to us and has heard this already, but just in case you haven't, um, you know, Xbox has Game Pass. Been doing gangbusters for them. A lot of people talking about it. It's been a really interesting service. Sony decided they wanted their own kind of thing. They've had PlayStation Now, but they they've not done a lot with it, and it's kind of just kind of languished. They're not doing too much, so they announced that they're going to be combining PS Plus and PlayStation Now into a new PS Plus with three tiers. Um, the first tier is same as current PS Plus. Play games online, cloud saves, three games a month. That's you know that's basically the thing. Second thing is is you then get. I think it was like 400 or almost 400 PS4 and PS5 games in the kind of wow. Game Pass style is that you not you don't own them, but as long as you're a subscriber, you can download them and, and play them and stuff. Right. And then you bump to the highest tier, you get access to PS1, PS2, and PSP games. You can either download or stream. And I I keep forgetting about that. I didn't realize PSP yep, is in there. Yep. Uh cuz there there was a PSP emulator on the uh S4 they used for a few games. Like Patapon I think was was one of them maybe. Oh, I didn't I didn't know that. Um you can stream but only stream PS3 games and then you can stream PS4 games on uh your PS4, PS5, or PC. So, I I I I did some homework. I put together a little bit of a little list here to compare the highest tier of PS Plus and the high the highest tier of Game Pass because Game Pass Xbox has kind of three tiers. Is you can just get Xbox Live Gold by itself, which is play online some free games a month. Uh. They have Game Pass by itself, which which gets you some of the games. And they have Game Pass Ultimate, which gives you Xbox Live Gold plus Game Pass plus a few things. So Game Pass is 180 a year. PS Plus how much? 180. Game yes. Pass? I didn't realize it was when did it get that expensive? Well, because the problem is is that um unlike Sony, they don't offer a year discount. Oh really? Yeah. So it's it's basically it's fifteen dollars a month, so forty five dollars every three months, 
and then 180 for the entire year. God, I've been sleep. I've been under a rock. Yeah. So wh- whereas Sony does offer you um, a discount if you go for the full year to, uh, at 120. Right. right. So Sony is definitely much cheaper. However, Microsoft does offer upgrade options. So, for example, you can buy three years of Xbox Live Gold for the standard price and then pay like a dollar or so to to upgrade that to the full Game Pass Ultimate. Hmm. If 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 you aren't already a subscriber. Whereas we we have not seen anything so far from Sony saying they're gonna offer an any kind of like upgrade option. The only upgrade option they've offered is if you are a PlayStation Now subscriber, they will bump you up to the highest tier of this new service. The problem is is they they pulled all the year cards back in January. They've gotten rid of all the online options for subscribing for a year, so you can't do that anymore. Kind of well, when they announced it, well, they'd already pulled everything. I got a question. My my PlayStation, my current PlayStation um plus whatever the hell it's called ends right around it's almost like january 1st okay so i've got like six months mm-hmm. left now let's say i'm johnny on the spot in june and i go sign up for this thing for 120 bucks what happens to the six months i have remaining yeah i don't know um i will tell you if you're interested uh that i subscribe i subscribed for a year uh, to Nintendo Switch Online plus expansion pack. Okay. And I still had time on my regular subscription. Oh. And it just went away. Oh, really? Yep, which really It went bye-bye? Wow. But I was not surprised that Nintendo didn't know yeah, how to because handle it that. Yeah, because Nintendo, but yep. wow. I would hope that... I'm surprised there wasn't a big stink about that. Yeah, I Probably, would hope... You know why? Because no, because nobody probably signed yeah. up for their plus. Yeah, that's why. Um, I would hope that Sony would have some sort of of, of something for that. So that- yeah, I was even. I don't. You know, I'm being realistic. Even if it was like a twenty dollar disc, you know, let's say I got it for a hundred instead of. A, I'm just making this up instead of one twenty or ninety instead of one twenty. You know, that wouldn't be bad. Yeah, but but a lot of people have been asking that, and they don't they don't know. So like, I don't know if it's gonna tack that time on to the end of your. Right, your bigger subscription or what? I don't know yet. Mm. Um, so both of these uh, do offer online multiplayer. Uh, Game Pass offers about four hundred plus games at any one time, whereas supposedly this new PS Plus service will offer seven hundred thirty. Jesus Christ! Games, if you count uh, PS4, PS5, PS1, PS2, PS3, PSP. We, uh, I don't, not to take us down another road, but uh, we've t- maybe dabbled on this years ago. But how do you think all the major? Well, how how do you think the third parties feel? I'm assuming it's split. Like, isn't look? Not everyone's like you and I, right? Isn't there the fear that there's so much of this stuff given away in the cloud at one base fee? Not many people are really going to be buying as many or any games. I mean, according to Microsoft, 
um, people who subscribe to Game Pass end up buying a lot more games. Oh, Game- what kind of PR spin I, is that? Hey, what I kind know. of PR spin crap is that? Um, I, I think... Oh, yeah, I have 700 games, and you know what I did? I went out uh, two days later, I couldn't believe it, and I bought another 20. <laughs> but Come well, on. Okay. I'm not arguing you. You know they have to come up with that to keep maintain their I think one possibility would be if... You know, okay, so, so <laughs> if I'm getting games through Game Pass, right? <laughs> yeah. That technically yeah. does free up more money I might have to then buy games oh, I wouldn't boy. buy normally. I, I, You're hired. I think... <laughs> Jesus. I think one of the things that's going to come from this is that it's going to be games that have some sort of DLC or microtransactions or stuff, right? Like, those are going to be the games that really win from this. Oh, yeah. I, yes. Um, which is horrible. But yeah, I get what you're G- saying. Game, like, you yeah, get the games bi- where you have something what? to sell people who are getting the game for free. And that's a whole look, and you already know what I'm going to say. And that's a whole other animal to dissect. But you got to figure these are casuals more often than not. Now you're buying content, and I know we can argue digital. You don't have anything, but you're now buying something for a product of which you don't technically own. Right. Yeah. It's just wild. Yeah. It's wild. I, I know. It's 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 weird. So what we'll, what we'll to see how that goes? Um, wow. <clears throat> The the one benefit on the on the Game Pass Ultimate side though is that you do also get EA Play, which then brings in all of the games EA puts on that service. Mm. Madden. <coughs> yes, exciting, exciting <laughs> Madden. Um, obviously the biggest the biggest difference between the the two, the two services is that Game Pass gives you all of. The Xbox first party games day one for free. Yeah, that's Before that's just incre- that's in- uh, insane. PS Plus will not, and they have they right. have offered up a list of some of the first party games that will be on there at launch. But for example, mm-hmm. something like Demon's Souls remake, which will be almost two years old at that point, I think uh, right. that has not been listed. So there's 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 no way to really know for sure how long it's going to take for a game to go on that service. Right. I mean, it's a tough... I mean, we're getting down to the dollars. I mean, I can guess here. The reason Microsoft can get away with it is because, you know, they got unlimited money, so they can take that hit. But I'm assuming what they're paying... Well, no, silly me. They they own Bethesda and all of them now, but I'm assuming for... I guess it just doesn't matter. Because the argument I was going to make doesn't even exist because it would have to be companies like Capcom or, uh, I don't know, it's only third party I can think of right now, you know, Capcom or Sega, they're probably not going to be putting their stuff on their day one. But yeah, Microsoft can get away with that because either their stuff is in-house or they, yeah, they, they own that major publisher, so they don't care. I, I mean, mean y- because their vision, their, their vision is the Xbox Live service. Do you, do you want to know the funny part about this, Anthony? Well, I have something snarky to say, but I'll let you go the first. Funny, the funny part is that, that Sony's baseball game is, is, is day one on Xbox Game Pass. But Oh, I heard about yeah. <laughs> how You told me this before, but how did... What was the argument? How did they convince Sony to... Because that... ML, MLB. MLB told them. Yeah, what would, was the deal? Was it like if... 
Wait, say that again? Oh, that that was yeah. from the MLB themselves mm-hmm. said that? Oh. Yeah. You know what I, well. Wow. I wish someone would tell, uh, I wish the NFL would come in and say that other companies can start doing football again and just not Madden. That's well, what it's funny. I mean, did see, you that's... see that, like, uh, the FIFA, that EA is losing the FIFA license? I did not. Please bring me up to speed so, on this. So, I mean, I, you know. Does that mean there's going to be, does that mean, I don't know why I'm saying Konami because they do ISS, International Superstar Winning Eleven. That How but, old are you here, Anthony? That's long gone. <laughs> it wasn't even that. It was in Perfect Eleven Soccer after that. And Perfect Eleven Soccer is dead. Now it's, now it's e-football. How old are you? <laughs> Wait. So... <laughs> so basically, uh, FIFA's going to make their own FIFA game, and EA is now <laughs> EA... F- FIFA's going to make their own yeah, FIFA and game? Yeah, EA's is like EA Foot Fun, or whatever the hell they're going to call it. Oh, come know. on. E- F- uh, who the hell? Wow. Well, a- NF- you know what? NFL needs to go and make that exciting. So a- NFL, need- that's the one that everyone... Yeah. That's the one that has to be released. But, so, uh, so the anyway. the uh, the day one first party gets super interesting. Um, if the Activision purchase goes through and Call of Duty goes on there, get day one on Game Pass, like that's when this gets really interesting. But we'll see about that. Uh, so both services offer discounts. Who cares? I mean, I mean, not right. who cares, but like it's it's a small thing. Uh, PS Plus is going to offer game trials, which. Mm. I kind of think that having 400 free games on your service is a bunch of game trials, but (laughs) I guess this means like for games beyond that. Well, well, my snarky comment to all this was, I mean, who's going to have time to like, we're talking about 400 games, 700 games. You and I got 10,000 games on our backlog. When is this all going down? Yeah. When are we, who's playing, you know? know. I know. Um, So both will be playable on streamed on PC. Uh, Game Pass is streamed on mobile, but we have not seen any word from Sony if this is going to be streamable on mobile. I'm going to leave this for last. Um, Xbox Game Pass offers native PC games, but PS Plus does not. It's all streaming on PC. Uh, Game Pass offers in-game perks, like some DLC and uh, free items for free-to-play games, stuff like that. Not a big deal, but it's kind of nice because I get a bunch of like Fantasy Star Online 2 free stuff. The now maybe I'm I'm giving this too much credit, but I think one of the really interesting differences here is that on Game Pass you can stream mm-hmm. next gen games, Xbox Series X games, mm-hmm. and PS Plus you can only stream up to PS4. So there, there will be no streaming of PS5 games. So why, why does that matter? Well, it matters because if you're somebody who still has an Xbox One with Game Pass, oh. you can stream and play Xbox Series X games. I mean, this all goes back to this all goes back to the application, um, their app vision. I mean, that has to be what it is because Sony's. Pro- you stop me if I'm, you think I'm wrong. Sony's probably and rightfully so more worried about still moving hardware yeah. units, PlayStation 5s, which nobody can find. 
And Xbox is like, we don't really care about the hardware or the physical software being sold. We're all about the Game Pass application, getting it everywhere. So we don't care if someone's, you, you know, using outdated hardware to stream new games. Yep. Yeah, because, I mean, because you think about it, like... Their approach, their vision, yeah, that's I mean, the word. Sony their vision, has is, said they're their adding, vision is different. Right, Sony has said they're adding PS5 games to the service, but mm-hmm. you can't stream them on a PS4, you can't stream them on a PC, you can't right. stream them on a PS5, you know. I mean, you could, you could download them, but um, right. it, it, it really is interesting that Sony is still really, really worried about selling you that hardware, whereas... Well, they, they, don't have, they don't have the cheese that Microsoft has. I mean, like, like, you think about it, like, Sony has... Does, does Sony still make TVs? Yeah, they make, they make TVs, right? Yeah, but I've looked, you know, I've looked up their numbers. I don't know off the, off the top of my head. I mean, look, they got money. But they don't have Microsoft money. No, I know, but... Unless Tony Khan and Shad Khan want to step in yeah. and help out when they're done buying wrestling companies <laughs> but i i do think like whatever you think about microsoft like i do think they really are trying to set themselves up for the future right whereas it does seem like sony's still kind of stuck on the console idea which i i want to be clear i don't want consoles to go anywhere i still want my consoles you know right but like it, it it's hard to argue the fact that like you know, I mean, I mean, Xbox has has said that they're going to have apps directly on TVs soon, and they're obviously going to make some sort of like a little like a like Chromecast this, device this will make, like that. You know, this will make no sense. What I'm going to say, it's going to be so backwards. Will the day come where they just put the Xbox app on the PlayStation? They they would love to. I'm sure they would love to do that. Just to get it more, yeah, yeah because it gets why, that brand, why, it gets why that wouldn't? brand out there. Because to them, yeah, I mean, because the thing is to them, right? Right. A guaranteed $15 per month from you is worth much more than, well, I might buy a game every three months. Right. You know, like... like It's another subscription yeah. plan, like Netflix. And, and you're getting millions tens possibly hundreds of millions of new customers that would never have come to you otherwise yeah i i think they i think they went on switch they went on playstation they went on your fridge on your you know whatever you on your on your uh television amico whatever you have i think they want to be there what about what about third parties not owned by microsoft under this plan like what do you what am i trying to say I mean, would you be looking to get on that app as well, but still charge for your product? Or would you be looking to go to Sony, who's got an older, more arguably antiquated model, because uh, you got everyone to, once again, going, you know, I know you've said Microsoft said that people buy more games, but that's that's total. I mean, the only gamers that would still be buying after that are the, the two people on the line right now, you and I. I mean, I, I think people still buy, but it it people don't buy. There, there's people don't buy like you and I, which we got to cut down. But like, I right. mean, there's so there's so many there's so many games out there. Yeah, there are. There's way too many. Um, I like. I think I mean it's because we we have seen some third party games come day one on on Game Pass, right? 
Like, mm-hmm. I... Like, okay, is, is the next Monster Hunter world going to be on Game Pass A1? Probably not, right? You know, but right. could, could Dragon's Dogma 2 be on there? Maybe, you know? Like, I, 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 think, I think game companies are realizing they have to do different things in order to get their games into more hands. And if, if Game Pass or, or PS Plus has a subscriber base that those companies can give Capcom enough money to make it worth their while. Like why? Right. Why? Right. It's just like, there, there's certain games I feel like. <sighs> okay. So like, like a good example is Danganronpa, right? Like Danganronpa recently came out day one on game pass. Oh, like I didn't the know question that. is, would that game even exist on Xbox period? If game pass didn't exist, you know, like, could they justify making it? Pro- probably probably not. not. You know, so there are some games where it's like, I mean, uh, what is it? The that 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 latest Tom Clancy game launched on Game Pass, I think, didn't it? And it got like a oh, huge got... player base because of it. Wow! Wow! So there's always going to be games that I think you know, like Capcom. Capcom doesn't need to put Resident Evil on, on, on one of these, you know. Uh, Square Enix doesn't, probably doesn't need to put Final Fantasy on one of these. But, but there are plenty of games, like a Forspoken, for example. Forspoken might be a great Game right. Pass game. Uh, the, you know, so it's going to be a, a back and forth on, on, like, you know, what's worth more. Like, Elden oh. Ring isn't going to go to Game Pass. But Demon Souls absolutely could have back in the day. Well, you know, an Elden Ring will go on there once it's sold like 30, 40 million sure. copies and they've squeezed every last sure. drop. Sure. Then it'll be like, hey, experience what the rest of the world right. is now, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, mm. So one final thing before, before we, we shut it down about this um, that I want to talk to you about, and that's the backward sure. compatibility. Because all through the PS4 generation, you know, people like us bitched and moaned about the fact that we couldn't play our older games right. on the hardware. Mm-hmm. Is, is this a solution you can be happy with? Um, uh, you know... Because I am not happy. I have budged a little bit. I'm going to tell you what I think should happen. Okay, in a perfect world... Well, I guess we get into emulation and you need an emulator. You know, in a perfect world, you'd be able to utilize what they're doing to play the physical media that one owns. Now, what I'm about to say, I'm I'm not backpedaling, but you need there's there's a reason my tune is a little bit different than what it was, but I'm still with you. I wish we had full-blown backwards compatibility. We all know PS3 is a nightmare. It wasn't only a nightmare in its time to develop for, but to to get that being emulated properly. There's a community that's worked on it for years and years. It's definitely made progress. This This is something that would entail a team working on it, not just for months or a year, an extended period of time regularly. Another reason I've pivoted a little bit 
is in the last couple of years of all the classic hardware I've sold and what I've learned over time. You know, the hardware doesn't last forever. So I, I love my PlayStation 3, and I still have a brand new one boxed up aside from the one I have hooked up. But, you know, some of these chipsets do get old. I do own a ton of physical titles. But keeping in mind a multitude of things that could change, such as chipsets dying, something happening. Getting something is better than nothing on an application that isn't a ton more money than what we're paying. So I feel like getting something is better than nothing, and at least they're acknowledging their history instead of shunning it. Uh, I will admit I'm sure Xbox played a role in that because they've nurtured the progression of original Xbox backwards compatibility titles for all the way back to the 360, uh, as well as what we saw on Xbox One and now carrying over to Series X. Uh, the irony in that Sony used to be all about backwards compatibility and then there was a lull of it not occurring for a couple generations. So I would say at least in terms of image and acknowledging something, or at least trying, this effort is definitely better than nothing, and us never seeing anything at all. I, I do think, first of all, it's funny that, like, the back passive isn't until the highest tier, which seems right. weird. Right, it's just milking, um, it's milking the hardcore. So, look, PS... It's milking... P, PS3, yeah. whatever. I, I never expect that to be downloadable. I don't, I don't care. I don't like that it's streaming only, but I, I, that's fine. That, that doesn't bother me at all. Um, the fact I can't use my old discs, that's fine. I never expect that from Sony at this point. You know, uh, The fact that Sony's probably not going to have any of the hard work that the Microsoft has, has put into making old games look and play better, that's fine. Never expected that. I don't expect it from Sony. That's whatever. My, my, if you just are interested in playing some old games, this, this is cool. I think especially the fact like they're adding PSP to it is really neat. I never would have expected PSP. That's a nice addition. Um, my problem is, and you can say this is my fault. That's fine. In, in the <laughs> PS3 era, Sony sold me a ton of PS1, PS2, and PSP games digitally. Yes. Uh, PSP did not run directly on the PS3, but the PS1 and PS2 games did. Yep. And then the PS1 and PSP games ran on my Vita. And PSP, right? Yeah. Right. So, again... You can blame me. I spent way too much money rebuying games I already owned physically. Oh yeah. In digital versions well, because it was really nice to have them all in one place. Right. Much more convenient and everything. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna want me to Well, I already have an answer I for know. you, but finish I know. Uh, but, I got three words for you. Hold my beer. If you if like Xbox and this this is one of the things this is one of the things directly that caused me to go 
Xbox is my primary console this generation. On my Xbox, and original Xbox is a different thing because they didn't sell games digitally. But on my Xbox, I can download and play in much better condition Xbox 360 games I bought on my 360. Well, yeah, I mean, there's there's two there's two reasons for this, and I'm not an engineer or expert, but I, but I can come to the conclusion. There's two reasons for this. The architecture that they used from 360 to present day, even though I'm not looking at the sheets right now, even though in a bit of irony, I think the chip maker, the main chipset for PS4 and Xbox One have now reversed in PS5 and Series X, but that that's whatever. So it's the architecture... And the other big thing is that Microsoft has invested in it over the last decade and a half. And the PS3 was a nightmare. Uh, while not saying it couldn't be done, you know. Um, and I think this all goes back to, I can't believe I'm going to mention this guy's name because I said it years ago. But I think this all goes back to PlayStation now at its root. And someone can correct me for, at home because I'm too lazy to even Wikipedia it. This all emanates from Dave Perry's Gaikai service, which was a cloud solution. And I'm going to guess again, you know, cloud is forward thinking because that's such a common term it's used today. But I would also wager that the cloud solution was a necessity because of the hardware, the PS3 era wrapping up at the time. So anyway. Okay, but, 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 okay. That's fine for PS3, right? But I'm talking PS1, PS2, and PSP, because all of those are going to be downloadable onto your PS5. You're going to download them onto your console. So what's your, what's your problem okay, there? Okay, my problem is Sony knows which games I purchased. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Why, um, why can I not, once this launches, have access to those games I purchased? I don't have an answer. I don't know if it's I don't and this is going to sound stupid because the hardware is obviously superior on PS4, PS5. See, it's, it's, I don't think it's a hardware the, thing though. Like, I think it's just a a a rights question because like I mean the hardware between the, the Series X and the 360 are totally different. But what Microsoft had done is said, "Hey, we're 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 remembering everything you bought." And so we're just going to give you access to the version that's on the new console. Mm. You know, that's, I mean, that's the thing is it's not, it's not even a hardware question because the PS1, 2, and PSP games are going to be playable directly on the console. The question just is, are they going to offer those games singularly outside? It's, it's, it's the Switch thing, right? Is right, and that, we brought right. all these digital or virtual console games back on the Wii. Switch is worse, but now... But yeah. They're, they're part of a subscription. So God forbid we'd be able to just download a single game that we have access to because we bought it before. That's, 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 that's the I thing. Loved, I loved... Well, gosh. I, I did not love the Wii and Wii U, but I did love the concept of the Nintendo Virtual Console setup, which was also on the 3DS to an extent. 
I, you know, I thought it was going to be more of that on the Switch, and boy, was it. Uh, look, what you get there for the basic 20 bucks or whatever year, I'm not going to pick on that. No, but they're, they're holding, like, the, my, my argument is, is, is Nintendo and Sony are going to be holding these old games, quote-unquote, hostage. Nintendo should, and I know there's licenses and there's all these variables, but do you know who should have the most awesome, nostalgic retro collection of any of these systems nintendo yeah and they have arguably the lamest now mind you here hey I, hey hey here you i am just co- got mappy land anthony <laughs> watch watch your tongue and dig dug too well there is one i do want uh earthworm gym 2 on snes but you know you know i would actually give them credit a half a thumbs up if they kept the price the same in adding genesis and the other stuff they did recently i'd be like you know what okay we're starting to get a little bit better but then they jacked up the price yeah well that's because they're also giving me the dlc which i don't care about but Wait, what dlc uh, for animal crossing and mario kart and stuff like that oh i forgot oh it isn't just like at least they're giving you one other thing but i don't know mm. i just i just like i expect this from nintendo right right when they do this right. i'm just like yeah that's what i expect but right. like Sony just Sony, I bought these games from you twice now. You know, I bought them. I, I don't I don't care that's back on the PS3. I don't care. I I bought them. I I they're on my account as of this moment. Like I can go into my account. They're all listed right there. And they're all listed on the Vita as well, even though they can't play on the Vita, you jerks, but what what's what's going on with the Vita? Oh, is it because no, the v, the Vita would like <laughs> in the Vita download list, right? It would list like PS3 games, for example, when they're not playable on the right. Vita. So it just oh. it just garbaged up your list when you're trying to find Vita and PSP wow. games to download. Right, right, but, right. Like I said, right. Like if Microsoft was not doing it, it'd be like okay, I, this is just what you expect. But I'm sorry. Microsoft is is honoring those purchases they made on the 360. Like, if Sony can't do that, that's that's dumb, you know. Hmm. And I mean, it's it's just it's just you're holding these games so you can have content for your service, and I hate that. If if they if they offered us the who bought them the chance just to download them on on separately, that's fine. But- I, I've got a curveball since we're gonna get. PS1, PS2, and PSP stuff of what's, I'm assuming, in existence already. Here's a question. Do you think in time they will add more games to that cloud setup versus what was originally on the PS3 and PS4 due to this service? I think they're going to have to. Now, that would be kind of interesting. And I think, I, I, I wonder if the rights would be easier to get if it's, if it's a rental service versus a own let me ask you something stupid. So I, I know we just got done talking about this for a half hour. So obviously we're not going to be downloading our old stuff. But like on my, my PS3, for you know, I've got like Xenogears, uh, Parasite Eve, Parasite Eve 2. All that stuff's going to be up on this service, correct? Well, we don't know yet. We don't know which games are actually going to be up there. Ooh. We have no clue. No clue. Ooh. So, I mean, it could be a minimal amount. 
It could be a drip feed like Nintendo Do, does. Is, is that the well they're pulling from? Is the were those releases or I mean hypothetically, could it be a new set of PlayStation titles we yeah, hadn't seen? Yeah, I mean that's seen? the problem. Is we we don't. I mean cuz like if you looked at like the PS4, right? They did that PS2 on PS4 service. Oh uh, yes. And that yes. was some different games we we never had on Correct. the PS3. Correct. And then only like a small handful of them. So so they can play with this. This all stuff has to be renegotiated. I'm assuming so. It's probably mm. a fresh slate, and not mm. that, that, that's part of why I'm so mad about this because Sony legitimately did a really good job of getting some crazy rare games, right? Digitally, like right. a ton of like the Atlas stuff, like Shimigami Tensei stuff, and right. I think, didn't we get, like, Rule of Rose on there, and some other, uh, some yeah, other I things? I think so. So there yeah. was, like, it was a legitimately good selection of, especially PS2 games. Right. And so it just, it sucks that we lose that. Right. Also, also, Sony. Hey, Sony. Hey, Sony. <laughs> my, my Xbox Series X already has a bunch of PS1, PS2, and PSP games on it. That are playable, so. Oh really? I I can play all these games already on my Xbox. Oh, you might. Yeah, I think. I Why think can't I play them on my PlayStation? Look at you, Xbox. Ridge, Ridge Racer Two PSP looks really awesome with the with the uh, the up upperized uh, textures really? and, and frame rate and everything, Sony. Why can't you do that on your console, Sony? You know, it's it's just getting started. We'll see. It's just getting started. You know, there, there, there's there's a lot we still don't know. We'll see. I'm I'm hey, glad they're Ma- finally doing this, but it just like I said, it, it frustrates me because like Molly and I need something new to play because Elden Ring, <laughs> five days. What is that game even? Done, done. It has been quite an evening here as we wrap up episode fifty of the Generic Video Game Podcast. So, with that said, Molly and I will be doing our best to return sooner rather than later. I'm sure there's going to be another. 36 games out by the time we come together again and sit down. Uh, With that said, uh, we hope everyone is doing well, uh, getting through these times as best as can be as we enter, uh, as we're now in springtime. So hope everyone's getting some good gaming in. Uh, We want to thank you for hitting that download button, hanging in there with us. So on behalf of Molly and for myself, Anthony, we'll catch you next time.